Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hey everybody, welcome to Carol's. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So glad that you joined us, whether you're watching online or whether you're in the room and you bought a ticket and supporting Carol's for a cause. This year, the cause is the Smile Foundation. They do amazing work with kids as they do reconstructive surgery and help children with their smiles. What an amazing cause. So welcome to it. Thank you for joining us. And isn't it wonderful that we can be together? It always feels like Christmas is just around the corner once we've had carols. It never quite feels like Christmas till we've had carols. So welcome to it. We're in for an amazing time together. You know, there's a new rage sweeping the world. The rage is called rage rooms. Rage rooms are taking the world by storm in major cities all over the world. And pretty much what they are is a room filled with stuff where you can then pay to go into the room, pick up a hammer or a pick or an axe or something, and you pretty much can go in and destroy whatever's in the room. They're called rage rooms because you pay money to pick up a weapon and destroy whatever's in the room. The objective of it is, the reason for it is you take out your rage on the objects in the room. People are so full of rage struggling with so much anger and rage and and what they feel inside that they are paying people we have we've got to the place where we are paying to go into a room and smash things if you're in Brackpan or if you've been to Brackpan you're probably thinking well we just used to do that in our nightclubs (laughs) why pay to go into a room to do that but on a serious note I mean imagine a world where we have to have rage rooms This is why our Christmas theme at Thrive this year, we've called it Joy to Your World. How we need joy so much. Joy is so beautiful. So many of us want it, don't we? And yet it seems so often to elude us. Seems so rare. Here's the thing, church. God is the most joyful being in the universe. God is the most joyful being in the universe. And he created you and I to experience joy, to experience his kind of joy, and for you and I to experience joy in our worlds, but also to bring joy to our world. So joy to your world, it's twofold the theme, that we would experience joy ourselves in our worlds, but also that we would bring joy to our worlds. And today I want to take a different angle on joy and ask the question, how do we keep our joy? How do we keep our joy? I've heard many messages, many sermons, teachings on how to get joy, on how to find joy, but not that many on how to keep it. And so today, how to keep our joy as we head into the Christmas season. Here's the thing. Jesus said in John 16, 22, it's a profoundly important text. He says, so you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. Jesus was talking to his disciples. And in the last part of verse 22, Jesus says, no one will be able to take your joy from you. Here's the thing. Jesus is interested in us keeping our joy. As he spoke to his disciples, as he shared with them, he said, look, you see me now and I'm going to be away for a while, but then you're going to see me again. He was referring to his resurrected state. 
He said to them, then you will experience joy. There's a connection between the resurrected Christ and joy, which we're going to explore in a few moments time. But he says, once you have that joy, no one can take it from you. You will be able to keep it. Jesus assures us, church, that we will be able to keep our joy. Now, God created us with a capacity for joy, but our joy levels can reduce. We live in reality. You know it as well as I do. And while Jesus says we can keep our joy, the reality is our joy levels reduce and we can run empty on joy at times. Hey, there are lots of things that can cause that. Regrets cause it. Worry can cause it. Perfectionism can cause it. Having a critical attitude or a critical spirit can cause it. Complaining and comparison, that can cause it. Being ungrateful, negative thinking, unrealistic expectations, a sense of entitlement so prevalent in our country, hurrying all the time, focusing only on the destination and not the journey, being so goal-orientated. Loneliness can cause it. Burnout can cause it. Boredom can reduce our uh, joy levels. Materialism can reduce our joy levels. Living in and through our children can reduce our joy. Neglecting ourselves, trying to please people so hard, putting our worth in what we do. The cashier or the store assistant in the store at Christmas time who just couldn't be bothered to help you, that can reduce our joy. The guy who pulls in and steals your parking when the mall is packed, that can reduce your joy. Here's the thing, the question. There's one question that I want to invite us to think about carefully today. Do those things steal our joy or are we giving it away? Do those things steal our joy or are we giving it away? It's an important question because Jesus said we will be able to keep our joy, yet we find our joy reducing through those different things that I mentioned. And so the question then, must be asked, is somebody stealing it or are we giving it away? Let's read the text again. John 16, 22. So you have sorrow now, but I'll see you again in his resurrected state, Jesus was saying, and then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. Jesus said, no one can rob you of joy. Therefore, can I suggest to us, that if we take his word seriously, this means that if our joy levels are low, we must be giving it away. I mean, either someone takes it from us, which he says is not a possibility, or we're giving it away. Those are the only two options, really. And so, here's my bucket of joy, my joy bucket. Church, nobody's putting their hand in the joy bucket and taking our joy out of it. No, nobody's reaching in and grabbing bucket handfuls of joy and then getting off with it. What's happening is we're giving it away, aren't we? We're taking our own joy buckets and we're emptying it. And so when we worry, when we have a critical spirit, when we compare, you know, when we hurry, when we live with regrets, every single time we complain, every single time we give in to entitlement, every time we try too hard to please people, every time we live on social media and compare their lives to ours, every time we read the no no news constantly, every time we let load shedding make us uh, totally, totally mull, when we live this way, we are emptying our joy bucket and we're emptying our own joy bucket. Here's the thought. No one's dipping in and taking your joy. We're emptying it ourselves. There's a reason 
to keep our joy. It's a profoundly important reason. Track with me today. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 tells us, it says, don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, the joy that God gives us is our strength. Let me say that again. The joy that God gives us is our strength. In other words, that there is a joy that God gives, which Jesus says we can keep, but it's actually a source of strength for us, church. Now, we do have an enemy of our souls, and he would like nothing better than for your joy to disappear. He would like for you and me to live without joy. But remember this, he can't take it from us. He cannot reach his hand in and take from our joy bucket. He can only deceive us into emptying our joy bucket by living unwisely. Let me repeat that. The devil cannot take from your joy bucket. He cannot steal your joy bucket because Jesus told us in John that no one can rob you of, a, of your joy. And the thing is, if he can get us to live our lives emptying our joy bucket, you know, by comparing ourselves and hurrying and the, the, all of the issues that I mentioned that empty our joy bucket, then he can find that we've got no strength. Remember, the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we empty our joy bucket, we are emptying ourselves of our strength. And then if our strength is gone, he can take much more from us. Let's hang there for a moment. If you and I empty our joy buckets by living unwisely, all the examples that I gave us earlier, if we empty our own joy buckets, remember he can't reach in and take it. No one can rob us of our joy. The only way the devil can ensure that you and I have no joy is to tempt us and to deceive us into emptying our own joy buckets. Then, he can, then our strength goes because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if our joy goes, if our strength goes, well, then he can take much more. I find the biggest joy sapping times are in the mundane and in the mayhem. And, and particularly this time of year, I think this is so important. It seems like this time of year is mayhem, all the busyness of Christmas. And so the joy sapping times are the boring monotony of life. It seems like most of our life is spent in that time. All the mad, crazy mayhem rush of the busy times, like what we're entering into now. It's either the mayhem or it's the monotony. And it's we've, in those times, it's like where the pendulum either swings to the boring monotony or the mad mayhem rush. We've got to be on our guard, especially not to allow these times to result in us giving our joy away. So let's go back to that text in John 16 again. Verse 22. So you have sorrow now, Jesus says, but I'll see you again. Then you'll rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. Jesus said, when you see me risen, you will rejoice. You will have joy. Here's the thing. Encountering the risen Jesus, the result is joy. In other words, church, there's a link. Here's the link between the resurrected Christ, his followers, and joy. There is a joy for those who encounter the resurrected Christ. That's where joy comes from. So he is the source of joy. He said to his disciples, when you see me, you're going to have joy. In other words, when you encounter me, there's joy there. He's the source of joy. Why? Because remember, God is the most joyful being in the universe. I remember a high school friend of mine going to visit him pretty much uh, every week. 
Uh, they stayed in an upstairs, downstairs house. It was a fairly small house, but his mom used to wear the strongest perfume. I'll never forget uh, the minute I opened the door to their house, her perfume was the first smell that hit me. That perfume smell became synonymous with her and with their home. That, that smell rubbed off on everything. It, was, it felt like it was in every room and on every fabric. Uh, her perfume was so strong it rubbed off on everything in the house. If God is the most joyful being in the universe, when we live our lives in his presence, when we draw close, his joy, the fragrance of his joy rubs off on us. That's where our joy comes from, from him. It rubs off on us. And so if that's the case, then let's think about ways to draw close to and encounter Jesus this Christmas. Think about a new relationship. When you start dating, you really want to assess two things to see if this person's marriage material. The person's character. In other words, what sort of person, what kind of person is this that I'm dating or interested in? And secondly, the person's interests. What are they interested in? What do they care about? Can I suggest to us today a 3 in 30 challenge for this festive season? 3 in 30, right? Let's do three things in 30 minutes a day. Here are the three things. We're going to look at scripture, we're going to engage in silence, and we're going to have a little bit of solitude. Those are the three things. We're going to take 30 minutes and do three things. Let's call it the 3 in 30 challenge. We're going to do scripture, silence, and solitude in 30 minutes every day. That's my challenge and invitation to you. In scripture, we're going to read the gospels. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn what we can about his character and what he cares about. What sort of person is he? And what does he care about? For example, in John eleven thirty five, 35, short verse, shortest one in the Bible, says, then Jesus wept. Well, what does this tell us about his character? Tells us that he's caring. It tells us that he cares deeply. Tells us that it's his people that actually move him to tears. It tells us that he feels emotion. Tells us that sometimes Jesus can't contain his emotion. Straight away, we've learned something about Jesus' character and what he's interested in. So, scripture, right? Second, silence. We're going to be aiming for just two to three minutes of silence a day. Put your phone away, breathe deeply, have nothing going on except the sound of your breathing and give Jesus some space to give you joy and solitude. Take a walk by yourself. Enjoy something of nature. Be by yourself. Sit in your favorite chair in your favorite room. Silence, solitude, scripture. Why are we going to do that? Three in 30, 30 minutes where we're going to do three things. Why? Because we want to rub up against, we want to encounter Jesus. We want the fragrance of his joy to rub off on us. Jesus said to his disciples, when you encounter me, when you see me, when you see me, the resurrected Jesus, you'll have joy. No one can take it from you. Therefore, what we're going to do this week, what we're going to do in these weeks leading up to Christmas, we are going to encounter Jesus. We're going to let the fragrance of his joy. Jesus, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, is the most joyful being in the universe. We're going to rub up against him. We're going to encounter him. We're going to do that with three and thirty. Three things in thirty minutes. Silence, solitude, and scripture going to learn to be with Jesus. And as we do so, his joy will rub off on us. We'll encounter him. We'll receive some of his joy. And the good news for you and me today is that Jesus said, no one will rob you of that 
joy. And as we do so, we're going to live wisely. We're not going to empty our joy buckets. We're going to guard our joy. We're going to keep our joy. It's possible to keep your joy this Christmas. Our prayer is that that would be a reality for you in your life. Come, let's pray together. Jesus, this Christmas, thank you that we can remind ourselves that you are the most joyful being in the universe. Thank you that in drawing close to you, in seeking to encounter you, in intimacy with you, we find such joy. Thank you that your joy rubs off on us. May we draw close and may your joy rub off on us. Help us not to give our joy away. Help us to live wisely. Help us not to empty our joy buckets. And as we do so, may we experience joy in our world and may we bring joy to our world. God bless, church. Have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas season. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.